A man become preeminent, he's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Welcome back to the Full Hitter Podcast. This is Rob DiPietro. Find me on Twitter at Dead Pull Hitter. And the podcast can be found at Pull Hitter Pod. Welcome to the show. This will be a, another main event. An FBC player movement show with Mr. Todd Whitezone. We'll get into the last fab period of the NFBC season. And Todd will bring us the heat with the standings in the main event and the overalls and a couple of close leagues. And we'll just go through some strategy that we tried to employ with our last pickups and some of our situations in those leagues. Um, sort of get some, some context as much as we can to you guys about the leagues we're playing in and to give you a breakdown of the main event. So hope you guys enjoyed this um, series uh, that me and Todd did this year. Um, and even if you don't play in the main event, I hope it, can, um, it brought you any um, insight onto how uh, the players' movement has been in one of the most competitive leagues in the world for baseball. So, um, yeah, hope everyone has a successful final week and you made you, you, you put your best effort forward into really trying to drive yourself toward uh, a title or if you play in keeper leagues and maybe you weren't in the winnings or in the running to win, that you just setting yourself up for next year, you know, it, it never stops, you know, um, you can always find ways to get better. I felt like one of the best um, learning experience, experiences for me is when I first started playing Roto in my second season um, and I won the, the first half to second half improvement award and um, it really made me uh, a lot more confident about my abilities next year to because I really identified c- targets um, and categories that I could move up and made trades to, you know, um, really move up in those spots. And it, when when a plan kind of works, it, you just get that, I you know, um, a little more confidence going forward. You get a little more sure in your abilities to um, identify, you know, talent and also to... Um, make movements in the standings, which is what we're trying to do. But um, there's a learning experience and everything. So I hope everyone um, had a wonderful year in fantasy. And just we also remember why we play too. It's fun. Um, it's competitive. And it's also meant to be fun um, as well. So, yeah, let's get into the show. All righty. Welcome back to the Poor Hitter Podcast. I'm Rob DiPietro, the Dead Poor Hitter. I'm here with my man, Todd Whitestone. You can find him on Twitter at Telstar7. Todd, what's up? Not too much, Rob. How you doing going into the final week, buddy? Sweating, sweating, <laughs> stressing out. Uh, you know, I'm in first place in that main that we're in. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's not fun being in this spot. It's like it's uh, it's a lot to feel like you got to hold off a guy, you know, who's sure. and we've been trading. Um, 
uh, like I have like a two or three week run where I'm in first and then he pops in for first for a week. So I just hope this is the week that yeah. it, it doesn't happen. But, um, you know, it's so tight, um, you know, uh, I think like the moves that we made were, were definitely geared, you know, for the for specific categories um, that we're trying to make moves in uh, or to try to offset each other. So it's awesome. I mean, I really love it. You know, the whole, you know, try to solve this puzzle thing about sure. uh, the fantasy baseball itself, but especially this last week. And it, it's, you know, it's awesome. But, um, <laughs> oh, uh, like I, I almost feel like a little better with my second main event team, the one that Paul Spora is, is uh, in first place in. I'm in fourth. And I have like a hundred, I have more points in my fourth place team than I do in my first place team. Um, eight back from third place. Uh, I can, I can like make a go at it. Uh, Cause I'm like, I'm starting nine closers and I probably can make like three or four points and just saves if everything goes right. Even if I okay, okay. get like one from each guy. Um, so it's almost like that one just easier to like, ah, well, there's nothing to lose. And hopefully I have a perfect week and I can, you know, get my money back in third place. But, um, (laughs) you know, the other one is just nerve wracking. So I just hope everything falls through. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Michael Michael Major is uh, in second. He's a good player. Absolutely. Won lots of leagues. Mm -hmm. I've seen him draft many times in New York. And, you know, I mean, it's uh, if you can hold on, it's certainly an accomplishment, Rob. That's a great, win the win a main event league and it is one of the closer ones as we'll go into uh that i highlighted in my article you know there's a, quite a few close leagues and that's one of them and um i i think it's uh it's going to be tight it's, it's just I, I think what my partner james anderson said a few days ago is sort of true is you love the uh, last week and the pressure and the possibility of winning um but you kind of look forward to having it be over as well <laughs> you know, it's like you, you want it to end and you want it to end well, but uh, there there is a lot of pressure. Every time you make a decision, you think maybe you made the wrong one. Yeah, it's, um, uh, yeah, it, it's sad. It's sad because, you know, it is a grind fab and it takes up a lot of time, you know, if you really want to, sure. you know, put in your best effort and your best foot forward. But, and at the same time though, it's, it's, um, you know, it, it's the end of the baseball season. So, um, yeah, it's sad, it's sad, but you know, draft, draft champion season right around the corner, Todd. So there's no sleeping. <laughs> I there know is- you'll be, I know you'll be doing it. I'm going to take a little break from baseball, but I know you'll be uh, in there. Break. I see. I don't play football really. I have a home, I had two home leagues and, um, you know, it's, it's nothing, um, Actually, yeah, I think sure. I did a an an online qualifier on the NFBC, but I just you know I can't get motivated for football. It's just yeah, fine. I mean, I, I'm not really into deeply into football, but yeah. Um, but you know, I just need a I need a break from no, there's no breaks, Todd. No there's breaks. No okay. Break. okay, okay. You're a fantasy analyst right now. There is no break for analysts. No breaks. No breaks for the weary. All You're right, in the well. game. You're in the game, and that's it. You can't just take breaks when you want to. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Uh, are you Are you planning to do anything in the off season for spstreamer.com? Um, you- I'm gonna write. Uh, I'm gonna write definitely an article, sort of a wrap up article. Uh, first of all, uh, you know that when the standings are final, but I might uh, talk to Michael Simeon, who's who runs spstreamer.com and do a little bit of a look back 
on uh, the strategies that worked. And maybe one thing people have asked me, Rob, is have the big, the biggest free agents, which is different than what I looked at. I looked at the free agents picked up in the most league, but did the, did the most expensive free agents work out as opposed to the ones that were just the widest pickups? And so I might do a little bit of analysis. Maybe there's a different results and maybe those, those expensive guys did better than the, the, the top four that were picked up in the most leagues. Um, but I might do it, look at a couple things like that just to sort of help people get prepared for next year. Yeah. Awesome. Good stuff. I'm excited. Um, I really liked what you did this year, Todd. It was awesome. It's a uh, cool reading through this whole series of, yeah. of, of the, uh, the main event and the main event overall. Yeah. Um, what I, also, let me say uh, a lot of people have reached out to me on Twitter and, and, and thanked me. And I really appreciate that. Uh, there were a lot of people that did read the articles and put up with my lame old jokes and um, hopefully <laughs> Hopefully, in addition to entertaining myself, we entertained a bunch of people. And I think I think it was helpful just to be able to see, you know, the, the great uh, backdrop of everything happening, not just, you know, the one, two or three leagues that an individual might be, be participating in. Right. Absolutely. All right. Let's um let's get into some fab talk. Sure. The last fab of the of the yeah. NFC year, and um, we'll get into your article. But first, let's do a pod deck first. Let's start off okay, with a okay. pod deck. Let's let you know. Let's, let's set the tone for the the rest yeah, of the show. Let's do the important stuff first. Let's do, let's the, do the important stuff first. All right. <laughs> all right. So let's go. Okay. Let's switch it up today. All right. What is left on your bucket list, Todd? Whoa. Um, left on my bucket list. Um, you know, I, I always wanted to go to Australia. Oh, boy. You don't want to go there now. <laughs> Not now. Someday. Someday, though. That would Someday, be Someday, yeah. I have, I have cousins there. I have relatives there. Have um, you been there? Have you been there? I went there when I was 13, which was okay. in 1993. Okay, so um, not, not, not recently have we gone. No, no, not recently. Just uh, a long time ago. Um, I just think it seems like a cool place that I would like to, I would like to see. You know, I, I people, some people have told me that New Zealand is actually more beautiful and more, uh, more something to see than Australia. But um, maybe if I go, I would, I would try to visit both. I don't know. But that's in terms of travel, that would be one thing I would say. Okay. Um, All right. Everybody always answers skydiving, but that's not my, uh, that wouldn't be my pick. Right. Yeah. No, that wouldn't be mine either. I'd have a heart attack on the way down for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One more, Todd. Would yeah. you rather spike the punch at the office party or Xerox your butt at the next office party? <laughs> I'd rather spike the punch because you can then get to watch everybody. Come on, <laughs> it's much more fun. I mean, you know. <laughs> You know, they think they're drinking, uh, they're drinking, you know, just Kool-Aid or something. And then all of a sudden they're feeling a little happier. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see a little special Todd juice that, <laughs> that you, that you can concoct a hundred percent. I'm going to be, yeah. I'm going to be wary at the next uh, New York. Yeah, next next sure. Whitestone party. Well, yeah. The White there, was Stone one, party. there was one party in college where they, these guys put in uh, grain alcohol into like a Kool-Aid sort of mix. Yeah. Wow. And that uh, that got it going big time. 
Right, right. Oh man, it was many many years ago, many moons ago, many moons ago, many moons ago. <laughs> Where did you go to college, Todd? Uh, University of Rochester, upstate New York. All right, okay. So you know we, you know there was there was snow was like all but one or month of the year, just about. And uh, I learned the hard way, Rob. You like this story, so so my freshman year. It gets to be May just before exams, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the weather finally starts to get nice in Rochester, New York, in, in about May. So, of course, I say, well, I'll, you know what I'll do, Rob? I'll study outside because that's more fun, right? And it's yeah. nice weather. And the people, they put their, they start playing music. Their speakers are turned out, out towards the uh, quad. And so it's lots of fun, but the only problem is you don't really study that much. <laughs> As I learned when I got my grades, uh, you know, freshman year, second semester, it was not the correct approach to studying. So, um, so anyway, you, I think that it's harder in, in a place like Rochester than if you went to school in Florida, where it's kind of nice all year. Right. Um, so uh, again, I sometimes. You have to you have to learn by being in the in the situation. You can't somebody can't tell you and advise you how to do it. Right. Absolutely. I do. I did a lot of my fabbing outside on my deck. <laughs> no, I did. Like, I, you know, I have a nice little deck outside uh, the second floor of my house. And I just okay. I, I go out there, you know, I I bring my iPad, I bring my laptop. And then, I, you know, when I have to do like, you know, like a lot of excessive stuff i'll bring it inside and i have another monitor and i use but you know to be more efficient but it's usually outside it's nice and relaxed you know i like the I like the backdrop it puts me in a nice uh it it's puts fun. me in a nice place you know it's fun i, I like yeah. that approach yeah yeah why not all right so let's get into the article let's sure, talk about sure. some fab and so, um, so yeah the the last fab uh so so people only spent $4.32 per winning bid, which is, of course, the lowest of the year. That's not surprising, but there are only 594 winning bids because I guess a lot of teams, you know, felt they were out of it or just ran out of money. But the interesting thing that you and I were waiting on was how much money is left that people didn't spend. And it turned out to be $57 per team that was unspent, which is a little higher than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. Um, you know, I knew there were some teams that were, maybe they went out of it early and they, they lost track of everything, but, um, that's probably actually better than most fab leagues or fab contests because the main event people do stay engaged, but still a substantial amount that I think if we're looking at this next year, we can sort of figure in that at least 50 bucks per team uh, on average would go unspent. Um, so that was probably concentrated in just a few teams. You know, most teams spent the large majority of their money, but um, there were probably a few teams that only spent four or five hundred the whole year. Right. Um, right. Um, how much did you have coming into the week and did you spend it all? Do you have zero on all your teams? Um, I think there was one team where uh, I tried to win a couple of players and did not win them. So I ended up with you know, $8 left or something. But basically, I, I went zeros across the board, and I had around, you know, $10 going in. So right. I was mostly, mostly making, uh, you know, one, two, three dollar bids and hoping to win guys and having a long list of conditionals. 
Got it. Got how about it. yourself? How about yourself? Was that the situation for you? Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I got to zero in every league. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. That was my goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just didn't want to leave anything on the board. No, no money left. Yeah, but yeah. The no surprising thing for me, and we'll, we'll get into who was was added, but uh, James Anderson and I won Shane Boz in both the main event leagues that that we're sort of on the edge of third place on, and uh, so I w- I didn't really expect to win in both leagues, but. That's uh, I'm, we're glad to have him. Hopefully, he'll give us a good start. Starting against your Yankees, right? He's going against the Yankees. So I, the way I got it figured is he shuts shuts him out for six innings, and then the Yankees win in the seventh or eighth. Wow! So you don't. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> those are so tough at this time of the year. You I know? know, you got you got to add who you think is the better pitcher. Though I mean, you can't you can't just uh, you know say, well, it's against my team. Plus, plus James doesn't care about <laughs> he doesn't care about the Yankees anyway. But right, right. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think we did the right thing from the fantasy perspective. Yeah. So Shane Boggs was the um, the leading guy this week. Right. Picked up in thirty five leagues. Um, yes. Yeah i I had a bid in for him. He was pretty low on the conditional bid for me um mostly just because where i was gonna pick him up it was just too much uh play and era and whip and right. i i think he's a stud you know he looks great i think yeah. he's gonna have a good career just you know been i guess because i've uh, just been kind of watching the yankees in the last couple of weeks you know with the the met series and then and then now with the boss the great boston series that just eclipsed and they just they look like a team I'd just rather not pitch a they're, pitcher. They're hitting, they're hitting well, but, you know, they've been streaky all season. And, you know, right. I mean, with big Yankee fan, I hope they keep it up. But they could easily – and they're going to Toronto tomorrow, and that's no easy thing. And they could easily – their offense has not been consistent all season. So, yeah, I, I hope they keep it up. But I'm not going to bench a pitcher that's a good – that I think is a good pitcher. Right, McClanahan is is pitching against them also late in the week. Yeah, and I'm I'm starting him in a couple spots. So, you know, you get you gotta you gotta do it. Uh, like, here's another one for you, Rob. So we had we had uh, Eric Lauer, who's he's been pitching fantastic, really, in the last month or two. Um, and uh, you know, we could have gone with him or maybe like a Carlos Hernandez guy. Uh, who's who's pitching against the Indians? Easier matchup. Uh, right. Lauer gets the Dodgers. He gets the Dodgers. So would you? We went with Lauer. I don't know who you would have uh, chosen, but um, you know we wanted to get a chance for the win, and we wanted to get the guy who we thought was throwing better. Right. I I like that decision. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know that. Obviously, it's something that we do all year, but the last week is just such such heightened. Uh, right, right. There's <laughs> so many. Yeah, you're gonna oh, you're man. gonna remember if it turns out wrong or if it turns out right. You're gonna remember it. You know, gonna, right, right. Even, even though the, uh, the the first week in August, you might have made a decision that might have cost you. You're gonna remember the last week. Yes, know. recency bias. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Anyway, you're. Second, second guy was your boy, Nick Gordon. Yeah. Who uh, was added in 21 leagues for as high as $26. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I don't think he's a huge power threat, but I think he definitely can steal bases, which is, I'm sure, what most people are looking for. Yeah, um, I'm super happy I got him um, last week. Uh, right. And, you know, I've I just been really um, happy with the fact that he's been playing, um, even versus lefties. Um, yep. You know, he, I think he's played nine straight games or maybe like 10 uh 12 out of the last 13. And, right. um, you know, Baldelli has been saying great things about him um, and seems to have made a couple of adjustments. And he noted, you know, that he got used to the uh, the major league pitching and, um, you know, he's driving the ball. And, yeah, like the multi-eligibility plus stolen bases at this time of the year was, you know, it's pretty big. So, yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, you can, he can definitely fill in a gap like if Friday – rolls around you have an injury that you didn't expect or something you can uh, put him in to second base or wherever you might need him right right um, it's really it's really big to have that that eligibility you know at this time of the year i think a couple of my conditional bids were just you know just guys who play all over the field you know and i know you mentioned Lori garcia a couple of weeks ago right, and last right. weekend just guys like that who who play everywhere and are getting pretty decent playing time you know yep yeah, for sure. Yep. I agree. And um, then we had your Yankee with number yeah. three, Luis Severino, comes back in relief, looks pretty sharp. What do you think yeah. about his outing? He looked good. I think he looked good. I think he, you know, and, and the thing is, I think what people are banking on, which makes sense, is they're going to put him in high leverage situations. So if the game is tied in the eighth inning, they would put him in. And if the Yankees can pull ahead, you could get a win out of it. So I certainly think it's, good and if you're protecting ratios it seems like a good bet um so if maybe you as opposed to rolling out a me- mediocre starter right you'd be better off going with severino or someone like that like get maybe three maybe four innings yeah you know, like yeah. five get, six k four strikeouts get you know maybe maybe no earned runs and uh, a few hits and it might help you enough to move you up in the whip category or something Right. Um, let me ask you a question about Mr. Severino. Uh, sure. 2017, 2018, so it was 193 innings, 191, yeah. 12 in 2019 so far for this year. Where do you think he lands next year? Let's just say everything goes smooth. He has good spring training, good uh-huh. offseason. He's ready to pitch. You thinking like 120 innings or more than that? Oh, how many innings will he pitch? I think that it will depend on um, how he comes out of the shoot, I think they're going to probably limit him early. So I would mm-hmm. say the max would be 140 um, okay. that he would go. Um, but I think they're going to baby him in April, no matter what. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, I think that would be fine. I still think he could be a, a target for players. I, I do tend to feel like he, a guy like him gets overdrafted most of the time. Right. Yep. Um, he's a Yankee and also he's got sort of a name and a pedigree. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you can get 140 good innings out of him, which, you know, you can't, you can't bank on him for more than that. Right. Right. That's going to be interesting to see. I think that's a good, I think that's a good number, you know, 140, 150, yeah, you know, that'd be I, the most, that'd be the most. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, he, that, he'd be having a lot of time since, you know, he had the surgery. So he should be. Yeah, to, I think uh, he I think he goes in rounds in the rounds 10 to 15, which probably is going to be a little early for me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just feel like there's usually good starting pitchers in the in the 100 to 150 range that I prefer. Yeah, there was a that was a good range this year yeah. for for guys, um, yeah, especially yeah. Uh, like maybe even a little like the 90 ish too. Like a lot oh, yeah. of guys like Musgrove and Gausman. Gausman um, was right in there. Yep. Uh, I think we got Sandy Alcantara around pick 100 too. Yep. Yep. Uh, I have all those names in my head because from all the all the drafts, you know, you just re- remember these groups of guys that you yeah, consider. Sure. <laughs> At, yeah, sure. at every step. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where these guys go next year. I know there's been some early mocks already. Um, and there's a draft champions, I think, starting on Sat on Sunday. Okay. So a lot of action. I don't think it's, you know, uh, not being held on NFBC site, but I think it's going to be maybe transferred there. Or, or They'll be out thinking. soon. They'll be out soon. I'm, I'm yes. Sure. Yes. I can't wait. I can't wait for <laughs> those, for those eight hour, uh, you know, picks and, um, unless you do a Mike the Mouth draft, well, then, yeah, he he's, he gets them going faster. Yeah, he's texting you and calling you and telling you to make a pick. We <laughs> <laughs> did that last year. For me, I entered the you know like the one of the first draft champions, which is like in November. It's crazy, right? My team is like fiftieth overall for a team I drafted in November. Just that's funny. Well, maybe you could do it again. Maybe uh, the first yeah. draft is the best. You never know. Yeah, but he calls me. They tell me like hurry up. I had like the fastest time, you know, when you could, you could look at the, uh, you know, the time per pick. And I had like uh-huh. the fastest time out of all the owners. And it just happened to be like the one time where I just wasn't ready, like immediately, you know? Right. And uh, yeah, you got all over me for it, but okay, okay. what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, if you're not ready, you're not ready, Todd. That's yeah, right. it. <laughs> all right. Back to the fab. We're looking at Jack Mayfield picked up in 13 leagues. He got the regular PT now for the angels. Yeah. They got rid of Iglesias who goes to the Red Sox. And that's a pretty interesting pickup in itself. But um, yeah. yeah, Jack Mayfield, what have you thought of his skills so far? I mean, I think he's just a guy, but he's got just a guy getting playing time. So right. There's, there's always that. So, I mean, if you need it, a, a guy, I think he qualifies what at third and short. I'm not hundred percent sure. Yeah. Uh, third and short, third and short. So, yeah, I mean, I think he could get hot this week. He did have a homer and a steal and that's always the magic formula. When people see both of them, they, they really want to add this kind of player. The old combo um, meal, the combo meal. Yeah. So anyway, I think he's fine. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't have high hopes, but maybe over a week stretch, he can, really get hot yeah yeah he'd been he'd been pretty interesting um i i felt like at first i was a little worried and concerned about his ability to you know make contact and consistent contact but he he'd been pretty he'd been pretty good he's pretty good i think i think he showed he showed some early power that was kind of a little fluky but um like you said, the PT is great. Yeah. And I, I, I think the Angels are just trying to establish who's going to be, you know, the guys that'll be around Trout and Otani and Adele and right. Marsh and, um, you know, trying to find if guys like Jack Mayfield will be part of the team next right. year. So right. this is a good run. And, you know, I think that's important too when you're, when you're kind of, you know, going down the stretch and, you know, just taking heed of, um, you know, the, the teams and, what kind of uh, spot they're in, you know, either they're just at the point where they're giving trials for next year, you know, pay attention to those lefty righties or, you know, maybe you notice a guy on a, you know, uh, I think you can get some, 
you get some really eye, like eye-opening guys on bad teams, you know, because sure. they're just, you know, they're just giving giving them a chance to go, and they don't have to really play as well, um, you know, to keep their job, you know, if they're yes, on a trial. Yes. So the PT will be there. But, absolutely, um, absolutely right. Right. Um, Mitch Garver came back for the Minnesota yep. Twins, started getting three hit games immediately. Um, yep. <laughs> after was, uh, he kind of snuck up on me. Um, kind of didn't know he was coming back and he was back. Um, <laughs> but Garver, yeah, I mean, I, I've pretty much been a Mitch Garver guy the last two years. I think I had him in a bunch of leagues on and off this year as well that coincided with his multiple injuries. Um, I, I don't know how much playing time he gets down the stretch with all the, the injuries he's had, had but um, yeah, if, but he, if you're looking for power at catcher for the last yeah. week, this is the guy. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a quality bat. I think, I think he'll start at least half the games. He's, He's a good ad. I mean, I just think uh, I looked at him a few t- few weeks and I was never sure when he was coming back. So I guess I never added him for that reason. Right. But, um, but yeah, in a two catcher league, I certainly uh, think he should be on rosters and start it. Sure. Right. He's um, he's pretty interesting. And, and he, I just pulled up his, his, his fan grab page and mm-hmm. so t- 2019 through 2021, it's um, 181 games. So let's just even take out 2020 sure. and let's make it 160 games. And he has 44 home runs in 160 games, um, which is about 590 plate appearances. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's a stud. Uh, he, he, he really, with a 260-ish average. So that's pretty, 265, um, pretty solid for uh a catcher. He's going to be interesting going into next year's draft as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, he, you know, he should be in that first uh, group of catchers after the, the real top guys, the free agent too. Yeah. So I don't, I would think he'd resign with them, but you never know. Hmm. These are the things I'm, I'm looking at first, Todd, in preparation for draft champions next year. Well, well he's going to play, but he should, uh, Garver would play wherever he went. Right. So I don't right. think you, you need to have him on the twins. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's let's move it on to JB Wendelkin picked up yes. um in eleven leagues. Looks like the new closer in Arizona. I mean, yes. why not? You know, sure. Um what's Tyler Clippard for the Diamondbacks next year anyway? Um yeah, yeah. Him and Tanner Rainey both went in eleven leagues, and I think that's the 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 closer specs of the week with, sure, with Finnegan sure. looking a little, you know, risky. A little bit of a velo uh, drop, um, right, putting right, guys right. on, yeah. So maybe they'll split the two, um, because at, at, on a whole, you know, Mr. Finnegan hasn't done too much to really lose it. But the last couple of outings have been pretty rocky. He's so. been rocky. He's been rocky. I yeah, mean, I, I right. don't know. It seemed like it all of a sudden he just lost his mojo. But maybe he's dealing with a little soreness or something. Um, but yeah, Wendell can. I, you know, remember he was rumored to get the closing job early in the season, that this was going to be the guy. And I guess the Diamondbacks, they were so bad that it just didn't even matter. But um, I think he could be the closer next year. I think you could, you could sort of spec on that and he should be in a high leverage role um, in 2022. Yeah. Right. I mean, yep. hopefully the Diamondbacks can, managed to win more games. What did they win? 50 games so far? It's really crazy. Oh, my God. It's just just pretty disgusting. And, you know, I don't know. They shouldn't have been that bad. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, just... I, I, I'm amazed. I, I never thought. Let me, just, let me just check. I just want to see how many games. 
So Arizona is 50 and 106. Yikes. So they wow. make they make the Colorado Rockies look like you know a star team. Uh, yeah. That's that's incredible. I mean, even the the Rangers, the Texas Rangers have 57 wins. Baltimore also has 50 and 106. But at least they can say they were in the AL East. Um, I don't know. Arizona, that's that's awful. Yeah, it is pretty awful. <laughs> I mean, and and they're just in a, a tough division too, you know. So yeah. they're gonna have to really do something drastic drastic to improve their team for sure. Right, right. Mm-hmm. No, they should they should they should either, you know, try to get as many prospects as they can that are about the same age or you know, really start paying for some free agents. Yes, absolutely. Um, Mr. Andy Abanya is on the Texas yes. Rangers, scooped up in 10 leagues. He's another guy with first, second, third eligibility. Yeah. Um, yeah. Been playing every day. Nothing in the speed department, uh, nothing too crazy with power, but a good bat all around. Yeah, I think, he's you good. Know, solid bat. I like him. I like him. I think he's a good contributor. And again, like, He's, he's a level above Mayfield in my view. Um, mm-hmm. I think he can give you a little bit more, uh, but um, good, a good guy available and getting playing time. What, what more can he ask for when you need to plug a hole? Um, right. You well, know, you probably need some flex seal if you need to plug a hole. Well, <laughs> you ever see that commercial? That's, right, so, uh, yes, right. that's, that's a good one. Way over. I'm sorry. I, uh, I, I get it. I get it. I, get yeah, it. I was in the mood for a little corny joke. What are you going to do? That's fine. That's fine. But, but yeah, Andy Abanya, before he went on the IL um, in, uh, let's see, when did he go on? He went on the IL at the end of August. Yeah, August 28th. He was on a run. He was smashing the ball. Um, yeah. He had a two-week span where uh, he was hitting, let's see, about – Almost four. He was hitting. He's fifty plate appearances between August fourteenth and August twenty eighth. That's where he went to the IL. He was hitting four fifty seven, um, and and fifty plate appearances with two homers. So definitely a bat. You know that um, I had my eye on and even on a couple of teams right. before he hit the IL. So I was interested in him again when he was coming back. So yeah, I mean at the major league level this year, he's hit two sixty five. I mean he could be a guy that can support a decent batting average. And then he's had seven homers in 230 at bats, which is right. not too awful. I mean, if you, he could hit 15 over a full season, that that's enough to, uh, to play in a mm-hmm. 15 team league, I think. Yeah. He definitely had shown a two in the minors as well. Uh, 2018, 283, 2019, 300. And this year in the minors, 342. So um, good stick. Um, yeah. And again, just one of those multi eligibility guys too to throw around to cover multiple needs. Um, let's see, we have catcher Kybert Ruiz on the Washington nationals. Um, he was the second biggest catcher pickup of the week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he's, you know, prospect guy too. been, uh, getting his fair share of PT. Um, I think people definitely, uh, more in on, I think the, I think the name value, but you know, he, he definitely done. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, James Anderson was, he was high on Ruiz. And so we got him in a couple of leagues the week before. Um, so yeah, he's, he's been hitting really well over the past week. He hit a couple of homers, I think. And 
Um, I think he's got a bright future. I think he'd be a good guy to actually target uh, Rob uh, if you do any fall drafts. I, I just believe he's going to um, be given playing time, and I think he's going to do fairly well with it. Yeah, I, I feel like he's going to go way higher than I want to. Draft maybe, him. maybe. You know, I mean, if 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 he's gonna, you know, I don't know. Hype, hype takes guys so far. You know, sure, I mean, sure. I, I could put him. I mean, would you like put him like already into like Grandal and Wilson Contreras area or below them? Oh, oh, those are that's like the. Uh... Top the five, fourth, top that's six, the third, fourth, fifth catcher. I mean, yeah. I would say no, okay, not there, but I would say in the next group, like maybe around the catcher eight or catcher nine. Okay, um, I don't know where that would be in terms of ADP, but I think he he could he could do well in that slot. You're not getting a guaranteed producer like those other guys, but um, but I think uh, he'll get the playing time, Washington. I think is building for the future with him and also Luis Garcia, who's was the last guy on my list. He's a second baseman and right. he's also been doing pretty well after a little bit of a rocky start, but um, he's, he's driving the ball and he hit a homer or two. And I think he'll, he's not necessarily a speed threat, but I think he, I think he's also going to have some value next season. Right. And I like the schedule, you know, they got three at Colorado on the Monday right. or Thursday and then they're, um, at home versus Boston and their, you know, national park is pretty offensive friendly. So it, yeah. it was, uh, it was pretty good scoop for anyone like guys like Ruiz and Garcia, um, you know, or even Yadiel Hernandez, you know, guys like that. Uh, maybe you could just pick up on the cheap for a buck if you need, right. you know, some right. offense in this uh, yeah, next yeah. week. It's a good sure. play. It's a good yeah, play. Yeah. Did you, um, what else did you have, um, like, uh, attack-wise, besides looking for st- that categories? Was there anything that you were looking at, at like, team context, um, you know, teams making the playoffs? Are they going to – are they going to re-alter their rotation? There were some things that you highlighted to, like, let me take a deeper look at this this week. Yeah, I mean, I think other than trying to get Shane Boz, which we were able to do, we just wanted to – um, sort of shore up a couple of weaknesses that we really didn't go for like guys on a particular team, Rob, mm-hmm. or anything like that. And we weren't in the uh, enviable position that you are where we knew we just needed saves or something. So we, we tried to just get the best guy on to give us the best options we could. Right. Um, and uh, that wasn't anything, any magical formula got or it. anything like that. We got rainy once. Um, we, let me, let me, I'll just tell you real quick in the, uh, the two mains, one main, we just got Boz and the other main that we're competing in also, oh, I, I didn't remember. It was just, just the two pickups. Boz was our only pickup in the two mains that we're competing in. Let me tell have, you, let me tell you about your, your $30 Clay Holmes pickup homeboy that really fucked my day up because no. <laughs> I had him in for a buck and I'm like, no one's picking up Clay Holmes and uh, two bucks. Sorry. You know, I was the runner up for your 30. Um, I was like, <laughs> man, this guy, uh, you, you really uh, swooped in there with that. Well, one, yeah, we, I had 30 in for Boz and then it was like, well, if you're going to ah, do that, yeah. then, then the secondary bid, what's the point of making it less than 30? I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to save and do anything. So uh, 30 was Clay Holmes and, 
So anyway, yeah. Oh yeah, I was at a concert last night, Todd, and I pull out my phone at like you know, <laughs> ten fifteen. I just wanted to, I wasn't gonna look at all my fab. I just wanted to see this main event, and I said, yeah. "Look at this guy with thirty dollars on Clay Holmes." I'm like, you mother effer. You know, I was uh, it was really interesting. You know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I thought I thought I was clearing the day. Okay, uh, sorry about that. Yeah, it's all right. It's all good. What are you gonna do? This is uh, it's part of the game. I actually, you know, I had thirteen bucks left, and um, I wanted to spread it out and try to cover as many things as I could. So, uh, but the the real target I wanted was Ortega and um, Frank Stample, and Constantine got got him for uh, eleven bucks. You know, gotcha. um, I went as high as six just so I could still get other ads. And um, it's uh, I wish I would have gone more for him. But my backup guy for that was uh, Cole Tucker, who's been getting okay. some um, okay. you know increased playing time with the Pirates. Kind of like their schedule this week. Got the multi eligibility too at shortstop and outfield. And um, and then I just went heavy. Like I said, I was trying to you know I'm going to try to play the ratio game instead of. Um, it was like strikeout to close ERA and whip as well. And I projected the teams around me and strikeouts and to what was available on, on the, on the wire. Plus what I had, I wasn't going to really, um, you know, get that point in case, I think. Um, so I mm-hmm. just went the ERA and whip kind of way. And um, I t- have a point in saves where I can't get one, but I also can't be caught, you know, for right. one. So um, I picked up Kopech and um, Luis oh, Sessa. Good, 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 good. Yeah, I picked up Kopech, Sessa, um, Brent Suter, and Aaron Bummer just to try to get some guys who maybe yeah. have been coming in even low leverage spots and grabbing a win. Yeah, um, that's what you need. That's what you need just as well. Bring, yeah, bring I didn't see. Yeah. yeah, you know, I didn't. I didn't have money to get bars, and I didn't really see too many. You know, uh, more opportunities to get wins through starters. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, so I don't know. I went that route and we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it plays out. But, sure. um, you know, it's it's funny. Like um, thing was mentioned to you, like also two points. I can get two points in steals and I'm one behind um, the those two spots. So uh, it's crazy, like thinking nothing. I can't really lo- lose the counting stat average. I could lose maybe one spot. So, right, right, again, right. it's just trying to solve that puzzle like you know is is starting is starting anthony alford is it good for my steals or is it going to hurt my average you know <laughs> just you know just things like that you just don't know you just don't know i mean you, know, you spent three hours i spent three hours this morning just <laughs> when it was lineup time you know because you know, just waiting for the pirate game you know and it's like this is ridiculous like yeah right. you know all this comes down to anthony alford and cole tucker possibly this could be bad but um <laughs> i i gotta steal from india Okay, so that's all right. Well, uh, that's good. That's good. That's what you need. You Mr. need Jonathan India. That, that still, uh, I didn't know what to think of that pick late, late in that draft, Todd. I think I got him in the 20th round. I was just, uh, I watched him a lot in Florida and he just kind of stuck out. He as turned a, out well. He, yeah. he really turned out well. Yeah, he's he's been awesome this year for sure. I wonder where he's going to go in uh, next year's drafts. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to check the eligibility. I don't know if he'll retain um, anything else or if he'll just be second, but either way, he he's, you know, I like his skill set. I love his uh, all of his attitude. I've heard him. I've heard him on a couple of podcasts, and he's just you know a real uh, a real dude, as they say, Todd. That's what we could say. Um, but yeah, and and then in main event too. Um, again, this is where I was just able to maybe get a couple spots in in saves. I have nine closes going this week. 
um, and just picked up Rainey and Wendelkin. I was part of that part of that crew there, and I also picked okay, up Alcides okay. Escobar and Miguel Cabrera. Um, Escobar just really, like we mentioned with the Nationals, just targeting that Colorado series, you know. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, hopefully, we can get me a steal. That's what I really need. So, um, but you know, it was uh, it was an interesting Fab week. Um, the tag team league that I'm in with Jenny, it's so close, Todd. Um, just really one of the best leagues I think I've been a part of in terms of the fight for categories yeah. are just unbelievable. Like and that uh, just, what you told me, that's a really close league all from first to like eighth place. It, it really is. And, and just like specific categories, like wins, for example, um, you know, there's, there's uh, effort. Let's see this, there's, there's four teams with 78 wins, two with 77, one with 76 <laughs> and then two with 74. So there's so many, you know, four four wins is, you know, uh, eight point swing. So it's a lot, but uh, it's it was a great draft, and I'm glad Maddie Davis put this. Yeah, it sounds like together. a fun league. Sounds like yeah. a fun fun approach. Hundred percent. It was, and it's good to learn to play with somebody because uh, yeah. you, know, you really get to learn things like maybe that you're not thinking about. You know, you're like, oh, sure. that's, that's that's interesting. You know, to, to, to I take that into account. So it's um, everything's a learning process, you know? That's absolutely true. Right. That's absolutely true. Absolutely. All right. What else do you want to get into the article? Let's talk um, about the wow bit of the so week. So the wow bit, again, a little higher than it's been. Uh, Will Smith was dropped in one league, the closer for Atlanta. And so he drew an $80 bid from somebody that had that much left. Uh, runner up was 26. I mean, I don't think there's anything particularly noteworthy about it. Uh, probably that. Owner did not need saves anymore like uh, some other teams. So um, that was fine. That was the highest bit of the week. And then in our final trip to the Coliseum, you know, we had four players and actually it came out pretty well. Joe Ryan and Lane Thomas uh, were really successful. Ryan uh, picked up two wins, had a great ERA and whip and 20 strikeouts in 17 innings. So that was great. Uh, Lane Thomas, I think, has hit pretty well. He He's delivered four homers and three steals over the uh, three-week period. So I, I think he's definitely a win. Um, we didn't do quite as well with Leody Tavares, who he gave three steals, but with a 211 average. Uh, I wasn't quite enamored with his number, so I gave him a push uh, because maybe the three steals were what the owner was looking for, and that would be enough. And then we had Rowan Wick, who was maybe going to close, but he got one save, and didn't pitch well otherwise. So that was a loss. And for the full year, that makes the record 24% up and 49% down with 27% in the middle, which is about the way it ran all year. That's about a quarter good, a half bad. So um, I'm going to maybe, I was telling you, I'm going to maybe look at the high dollar amounts instead of just the um, the ones that were picked up in the most leagues, mm. uh, maybe in the off season, I'll try to do that. But um, for now, I would say you expect one out of every four to really be a good pickup. Interesting. And Lane Thomas has been a really good pickup. I yeah. Mean, yeah. On, uh, on, on my main team, uh, I have him, I have him on both 
main event, but I got him in one league. Uh, I think the second main event, I was like a week ahead of the other main, you know, I picked okay, him up good. like, um, and got a 116 at bat in my starting lineup with 23 runs, 18 ribbies, six homers, three stolen bases. So he's been awesome. You know, yeah, it's yeah, been, uh, really helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just, uh, He's just one of those guys that, you know, comes into your life and fantasy and he's just, you know, he's like the center of your attention for for so many things. Just constantly looking at the Bosco and seeing Lane Thomas with something else. And it's like, wow, it's like, you know, those little wins are, are really big for fantasy. For absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So the gladiators um, in the Coliseum, we're going to have to uh, next year, we're going to have to step up, you know, and these, it's these, the pickups haven't been so great. Yeah, I don't know if uh, maybe it was an anomaly this year, or maybe maybe that's what you would expect, which sort of argues for not doing the high dollar bids um, and really keeping it lower, which I'm trying to consider as a strategy for next year. Um, so I have to work on that, but I'm I'm feeling like that might be a better approach than because if you're going to only get one out of four that's good. You don't want to be blowing 200 bucks fab on, on pickups in May. Right. Right. Good point. Good point, Todd. Lots to do. See, you need to get anything to do in this offseason, but there's plenty, mm-hmm. plenty of work to be done. Plenty of um, work to be done. Yes, sir. Yes, Mr. Sir. Phil Dussault is Phil still Dussault, leading the yes. main event. They had a wonderful article on him on the score yes. by, by uh, Travis Sawchick. If anyone. I saw that. Yes. Yeah. If anyone hasn't read that. Um, it's really, really good article. It's pinned on on Travis and Phil's uh, Twitter accounts, um, and it's just a really cool story. You know, Travis is an awesome writer. He's written books, so he's got that you know great, great flow to his writing. And it was a cool little inside story to Phil's yeah, life, yeah, and yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. You know, it 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 was really awesome to read because I felt not only awesome for Phil. Um, because I love Phil, but it's like, it, it, it was great for fantasy baseball. I feel like, you know, I was reading yeah, it sure. and I feel like this is awesome for fantasy baseball. It's also awesome for the NFBC. Just one of the better articles too, that was NFBC focused about, uh, you know, his foray into it and how it works. And so I'm hoping that we get some more write-ups like that, you know, because it was really just um, good. I think it's good for this little hobby that we have, you know? I think, yeah, no, I think it's great for him to get the uh, recognition. Right. And I've certainly tried to give it to him in my articles, even though uh, he's been suing me and uh, uh, for various things, uh, and I've reported on that. But, no, Phil is having a season for the ages. I mean, I think it's hard for me to imagine that even Phil could repeat what he's doing this year. It's, it's kind of uh, amazing, even outside of the main event. Uh, but he's – He's right now, as everybody probably knows, he's first and third in the main. And uh, he's not all that far behind uh, second place with his third place team. But um, we'll see. You know, there's I don't think he's completely salted away the first. He's 114 points in front going into today's action. And uh, Emmett Ruland is in second. He's been doing great. Emmett had one of the the classic i don't know if you saw the the team the name change no oh oh so you know how phil is um robot, robot m3, m3 and, right and robot m2 and so sandwiched in between emma changed his name to not the robot 
Um, oh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, it was classic. And when I noticed that, I said, that is awesome. <laughs> it was a perfect, you know, perfect. Uh, well, I was calling be- him out because his team was named Ruland. Yeah. I was, I was giving him a hard time in the article about uh, the lack of creativity, but I guess he solved that by uh, by, by changing the name. So yeah, to not um, the robot. It's great. Can you see robot? Not the robot. Robot. Not the robot. So I mean, there's yeah. a lot of uh, robots up there yep. doing doing things. But um, so Phil's first and third, and then Tyler Young moved back into fourth. He had dropped down to fifth. Um, um, Mike Rothy is is was fourth, dropped to fifth. And Stephen Japinka is sixth place. Um, and then we have other, uh, Alan Mitchell is still eighth, uh, seventh and tenth, I believe. Uh, Brian Slack, eighth. And Tyler Young, his second team is in ninth. Um, and he has the third third team in 20th, if you can believe that. Um, wow. So anyway, there's a lot of uh, outstanding work. And it's not done yet because there's this last week to go. Yep. And uh, everybody has to remember that if there is a play-in game, which would mostly occur in the American League, most likely, then um, those stats do count. The wild card round obviously does not count, but if there was a play-in game, if the Yankees and the Blue Jays, for example, were tied for the last playoff spot, uh, that game stats would count. Um, mm-hmm. So it would not be final as of Sunday, late in the day Sunday. Right. That's what one of the things I forgot to mention when I asked you if you had any other strategies about the last week of fab. Yeah. I, I made yeah. sure to to, you know, to possibly, you know, I speculated on that a little bit. You know, I picked up, like I said, Jose Iglesias, um, right. Brett Gardner, um, you know, it's just why it's not? Nice to, you know, it's nice to have one guy. It's nice to well, have plus, one guy to put in. Right. And plus those guys are playing every day and right. they're in a they're in a race, you know, like and so uh, I don't know. There's something about that that yeah, I feel it's like nice, the guys. It's nice to do if you can do it, and if you can get a guy that it does have playing time. I mean, to pick up a guy that's never actually getting in the game is not worth it. But, right, that's totally different. Absolutely. But, but yeah, I mean, for those guys like Gardner, I think that's a good pickup. And who knows? They could uh, definitely have an extra game, and he could give you a couple of hits, which God knows that could be enough in some leagues to do it. I mean, I. I don't know if you want me to go through, but there's a, a number of leagues that are really tight, Rob. Um, I have it down as 15 leagues out of the 43 that are within five points, one of which is the league that you're leading over Mike Major. Um, but, you know, any any little stat could be the difference in a league like that. Right. Yeah, just so many close leagues. Absolutely right. It's um, – I know um, – I talked to uh, Christopher Torres, and he's tied with Brian yes. Slack in uh, League fifteen sixty four. Um, and uh, you know, hats off to Chris. He 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 uh, ventured into the high stakes arena, and he's doing really well. You know, Brian's oh, really? a tough tough competitor as well. Brian's a good 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 people, good people. Uh, yeah, Brian's that a great playing. player. So yeah. if you're tied with him, it's uh, really impressive. Right, right. Um, I know Brian and, you know, is, is listening to this, but, um, you know, I'm hoping the newbie takes him down. Boom. I'm just joking, <laughs> Brian. I'm just joking. I know he has a lot of success elsewhere. He's all, he's all over the overall leaderboard and the main and draft champions. Um, so yeah, yeah very good player. really good. Yeah. And I then, can't wait uh, to meet everyone. And, and, you know, and, um, on top of everyone I met this year, it's, uh, it's, it's really, 
going to oh, be yeah. cool. There, there's a lot of great guys out there. Uh, yeah. One league I wanted to point out is um, League 1535. Bradley Beckman leads by 1.5 over John Posma. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we have four and a half back Bradley Libros, Kevin Grady, seven, and Aaron Jones, 10.5. So that's five guys that are within 10 and a half points of the lead. Um, and it, and every week there's been sort of a new leader. So, I mean, that that's just one of the leagues that I sort of highlighted. They're all in the article and you can sort of see it. But even the leagues where there's two guys really close, um, you know, within a couple of points, I think it's far from clear who's going to come out on top. Right. Good stuff, Todd. Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic work. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this is the last week. Um, right. I'm really excited for baseball in itself, too. Playoff time is also great, you know. Yeah, it's fun. Um, It'll be fun. Do you participate in the postseason NFBC? I have. I have usually gotten one or two teams. I don't go crazy and get tons of teams, but right. it's, it's nice to have one or two players to root for. Um, you know, uh, if the Yankees are in it, I'm going to be on the edge of my seat more about how they do than with any fantasy players. But um, And it's nice to kind of watch baseball without the fantasy lens sometimes, you know, just, just watching to see who the winner is. Um, so we'll see, but I think the, the playoffs should be exciting. I don't think the Dodgers are guaranteed to get through the wild card round. I mean, St. Louis looks like they're never going to lose a game, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and then, uh, the AL, you know, who knows who's coming out of the wild card to play Tampa. Um, I just think, uh, it's really hard to predict. I would say, I know we, we discussed this a little bit, uh, a few weeks ago, I still think that the, the Rays and the Giants are the two best teams, even though they're more platoon type teams. They just have proven to me over the years that they can win a variety of, of, of situations. So that's who I would pick. But I, I'm sure, I mean, the Dodgers have a huge amount of talent. So it's really hard to bet against them. Yeah, right. Analytics are 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 garbage as a lot of people say. Meanwhile, all the innovate, all the teams leading in analytics are right there in the playoffs. So oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I love those. Uh, sometimes, you know, I, I, I catch a, I'm catching MLB.com, you know, got the, uh, got the pass watching the games and some commentaries from some teams are just like, you know, they just don't understand, you know, no, um, I know. I just know like, uh, it, it, and it's not even that too. They just, you know, it's the consistent, you know, uh, well, back in this day, you know, right. and it's fine because I love baseball back in any day, but you know, times change and you have to understand why teams are doing things to, to uh, call and call an MLB yeah. game, you know? Yeah. Analytics just help you understand things. It's not, it's not to tell you exactly what to right. do. It's nothing new either, but now we could just put data on it. Like back in the day, we we knew our oh, high and high and inside and low and away. Yeah, okay, but now you you know you can see it with data, and it's just you know you can you can get really technical with things. You can play matchups better. Like I think that's what the Rays do best, and you know I can't imagine what they have you know for each matchup that they're looking at and, you know, where they do the closers thing and, you know, arm slots, heat maps, you know, sure, and, sure. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's good to, uh, 
it's good to understand that, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's stuff that we've always seen with the eyes, but now we, you know, you can really back it up with, with data. So, but um, yeah, Todd, I, th- I, I like the, you know, I like the Rays and the Giants. I think they're going to be hard to beat. Um, I think, um, I think this is the Rays year this year. Uh, it's going to be yeah. tougher without glass now, but um, yeah, right. who knows, maybe bad steps right in there and they don't miss a beat. I don't know. Maybe. So who would you bet? Who, if you had to bet it for the National League pennant, who would you take? National League. National League pennant. You don't. You don't agree with my Giants, as I recall. I mean, I like it. I kind of have a sneaky liking for the Brewers. Um, the Brewers. Okay. Yeah, and I just like. I don't know if they line up Burns, Woodruff. Yeah, they, Peralta, they have the pitching. They have uh, the pitching. That's a oh, man. It's just really, it's really solid, and I just like their versatility on the field the you know it it, it it's just like a giant you know um just but uh right. they have a I, lot I, of moving parts they, they just haven't hit as well as the giants have right correct they haven't they haven't i wonder i know brandon bell fractured his thumb oh yeah if he's out that's a that's a different that's a big blow you know yeah. 29 homers and I think he didn't even play a hundred games, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was out several times this year, several times. Yeah, so that's impressive. I think we we were kind of waiting for that for Belt. He, you know, he really drove so much, so many of my team, especially my home head-to-head league, where I, you know, I scooped them up in the in the last half of the year, and he was just amazing. Yeah, he 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 played 97 games. 381 plate appearances with uh, 29 jacks. Wow. Career high with 18 before that. Wow. I can't believe he even hit 20. Yeah. That's... I mean, he, he spent a lot of time on the uh, sidelines. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even in the seasons, he did put up 600, two seasons with 600 plate appearances, 17 and 17 homers. So uh, I know that retooled swing, uh, you know, changed changed a couple of things in his swing path, and uh, you can see the difference that um, he made for sure. Besides the home run per fly ball rate just popping out of the charts, but uh, yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah, but they they will be for surely um, hurt if he can't get in. Yeah, if he's out for the whole playoffs, then that's yeah. a, that's a big blow. That's a big it, blow for them. Then it's Wilmer Flores time, baby. <laughs> Well, if any team can can substitute a, a guy in and have success, it might be the Giants. Right, right. Well, Ruff was their other guy, right down. Ruff against lefties for sure. But now he's you know he's hurt too, so yeah, um, yeah. Worst time for all these things to keep happening. But um, all right, Todd. Anything else you want to get into? No, that's it. Thanks, here? thanks for uh, having this discussion, and uh, good luck to everybody. Down. We'll listening. do one more next week to recap with uh, we'll recap. We'll recap, little, but I uh, hope everybody yeah. has a great week and, yep. you know, uh, brings home some titles and uh, it's, it's an exciting time and it's good to enjoy it if you can. Right. And remember, if you win, be nice. Just remember <laughs> that you're not always going to win. You know, um, some people, you know, get excited and, but just be humble to your league mates. Like if you play in a, in a league and you know it's cool to talk smack but just you know just just be nice about it yeah i agree agree. you know like uh be a humble champion don't don't be a bag of shit (laughs) so i think i've heard that i've heard that advice before yeah just simple it's just simple life just don't be a bag of shit you know just be nice to people keep your you know that's it just just 
That's it. It's simple. All right, Todd, tell everyone they can find you on Twitter and where yeah, they can find so your work. At Telstar7, spstreamer.com is where you can find all the articles. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do post them in the main event um, chat uh, areas uh, if you want to look there. But I've really enjoyed having these discussions, Rob, and I hope that maybe uh, we get put up for, uh, for an award, you know, the old podcast slash article award. We, we, we'll keep chasing that, too. That's a dream. I think we got to be members, though, to be uh, to get the award, Todd. <laughs> okay, well, we'll have to we'll have to work on it, maybe. That's all right. We could just put a poll up on Twitter, and maybe that's we could it. Just... Well, and then we'll declare a victory. I uh, yeah, I'll be fine with a a, a Twitter poll. <laughs> Twitter you know, crown get, crown championship. We get fifty one percent of people to say <laughs> they liked the podcast <laughs> slash article. <laughs> then we'll say we won. We won. <laughs> yep. We won, exactly. Cool, man. All right, Todd, good stuff. Thanks a lot, Rob. All right, good luck this week. Yep, thank you. All righty, folks, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pull Hitter Podcast. Uh, thank you for everyone who's listened throughout the year. And um, we'll, once the season wraps up, we'll start getting into some season recaps with some of my fellow league mates. And um, we'll get quickly into prepping for next year to we'll, um, do our best if I can to um yeah get some get some guests to come on and we'll try to dive into some early draft looks for 2022 and um so yeah good luck this week thank you for listening thank you for taking the time out to give me a rating and review on on apple Podcasts. much appreciated to everyone who's done that thank you so much all right guys don't be a bag of shit peace